Guys, it's so good to be here with you today. I'm sorry, I was supposed to be here a few weeks ago, um, and uh, I'm useless with diaries. Like, I don't do admin very well. Does anybody else kind of... I, I now have someone called Laura in my life who arranges things. Um, and if you ever get an email back from me, just reply to Laura, because I wouldn't have done it. I'm just not one of these people, do you know what I mean? Like, some people are good at those kind of things, and some people are not. I'm good at making a mess. I'm also really good at Instagram, and if you could follow me, I've got a pointer here, uh, at fat guy trying to get to heaven. Um, Laura and I are having a competition at the moment, and I'm trying to have more followers than her, because that's important in the kingdom, I find, <laughs> to be competitive with your employees. Um, this morning, uh, this morning, this evening, uh, so, sorry, I've had my kids all weekend. So my wife was leading worship at a conference and uh, I've been looking after my daughter Amber, who's three, and my little boy Cody, who's one, for the whole weekend. And uh, it's so nice to see adults. And uh, I'm kind of like, I have no idea what's going to happen in the next half hour because I don't know if I've actually slept for two days. But I'm running on sugar, so it's bound to be good. Um, the, tonight we're going to be talking about the fear of God because obviously... That's all that anybody's thinking about right now, is that we should be scared of God, right? No? Is there something else in the news that I've, <laughs> that I've missed? Um, I, I don't know. I did see a guy with a mask on earlier. I thought it was quite interesting, because it's in Glasgow. And to be honest, that's not going to do you any good. <laughs> it's like, it's Glasgow, you'll catch something. Um, but yeah, so the fear of God, and we're going to be looking through Acts 5, 1 to 11. Just in case you don't know who I am, I should probably explain. Um, I'm Des, um, I'm the director of Alpha Scotland. They literally couldn't find anybody else, um, and I was bigger than the other guy. So <laughs> that's how it went. But um, I've been running Alpha for the last couple of years. I'm actually an ordained Baptist minister. Again, collect coupons, they'll let anybody in, just about, really. Um, and uh, yeah, I've got a wife, I've got two kids, and like, I just love Jesus. And I don't take myself very seriously, which is good. But I do take Jesus really seriously. And I think, like, see, at times like this, we can all get really caught up, can't we? Like, on what's going on with, like, corona or, like, how to self-isolate. Or, you know, this is the one time in church where it's okay to sit at the back and be an introvert. And nobody's allowed to say anything about it. Like, it's really good, you know. But I think that we sometimes miss the important stuff. We sometimes get caught up in everything else. And actually, when we come back to God, for me anyway, it leaves a a lot of stress. It makes me not really, I say this carefully, it makes me not really worry about the coronavirus. And it's not to say that it's, there's not, it's mega high risk for people, it's a really dangerous thing. I'm not saying that it's not a severe thing. But actually, we've got bigger things going on in the world, right? Like, literally every day there's people dying. Some of those people dying from the coronavirus that don't know who Jesus Christ is. And we know what that means. That breaks my heart. For me, that's the highest thing. That's the most worrying thing. That's the most stressful thing for me. I'm like, oh my word, like how can we how can we tell these people? How can we tell the people, even when we're in lockdown in our own house, how can we share who we are? How can we share a bit of hope with people? And actually, we're bringers of joy, right? You might want to tell some of your faces, but we're bringers of joy. It's good to be here, isn't it? It's good that we fought through all the masked crazy people. It's good that we've made it here tonight to worship God in this beautiful place. We're full of joy. We're happy, right? Yes, Yes, but we should be afraid of God. Um, And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. um, So if you can all just read that, that'd be cracking. Um, We're going to be looking through Acts 5, 1-11 in Ananias and Sapphira. And um, 
if you know the story, you'll know that this is a bit of a, a weird passage to speak on. Because it, basically, two people get killed. Sorry for the spoiler alert, if you've not read it, but it, it's quite awkward. And I actually wonder if David deliberately picked that, because I missed the last speaking engagement. So, um, But we'll go through this, and I'm just going to share a little bit of what I think about it, and um, we'll see where it ends up. Um, so we'll read it as we go. Feel free not to read your Bible. I sometimes get... You, like I read an NLT, New Living Translation. Some people don't like that because it's not the NIV. But then do you read NIV 84 or 2000? So it just gets confusing. And then you spend half the time like arguing with, oh, well, why did he say that? So let's just enjoy it together as family. Consider this a performance. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, but there was a certain man named Ananias who, with his wife Sapphira, sold some property. He, bought, he brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Now, instantly when you read that, you go, uh-oh. Don't you? You get caught with that. Oh. And I don't, like, I wasn't always a Christian. But I used to be a bit of a ducker and a diver. And I'm like, aye, totally. But I get this. Like, you know, if you can get away with saving a tenner, you save a tenner, right? And it's better in my pocket than the tax man's. No? You Christians are all the same, man. You're all just so nice. Like, but you, we've heard people that say that. We might have people in our lives. We might have family members. Like, my brother's a taxi driver, right? Now, I'm sure my brother's as straight as an arrow. But there are lots of other taxi drivers who are not, who may take cash and not put it through the books. One of them may be my brother. I don't know. I live in the hope that he doesn't, but we need to be realistic. There are people that are ducking and diving all the time, and this isn't uncommon. But it is when we think about church, isn't it? Or is it? We've all tried to save 50 quid when we're buying that new car, right? No? Yeah. I, you guys are all so nice. There's audience participation here. Feel free to join in. Like, I just think that we're always, like, as much as I'm a saved person, if I can get away with it, I'll probably try. No? Yeah. Maybe not in all things. Like, I'm not going to go on a murdering spree and go, oops. Like, but, well, I might. Um, but you just, you know, like little things. Like we can cut corners, right? And then Peter said to Ananias, have you left Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not to sell as you wished. And after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. There's a couple of things here that really strike me. First, how prophetic is Peter? Like, he just knew exactly what's going on there, right? And I'm like, ooh. Like, do you ever have those moments when you go to like charismatic events and somebody gets up and they're super prophetic and you think, I really hope he doesn't know I fell out with the wife earlier on. Or does he know what my driving style was like to get here because I was running quite late? Do you know, like, I have those moments. Does anybody else have those moments? Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm not the only one. It's the same as when you see a policeman, right? Like, I was driving down the A9 last night, and uh, I was up to see my mum with the kids, and I was driving back from Elgin. And I was on the A9, and I was doing 60. I was totally legit. And then this police car comes up, and suddenly I'm like this. Like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I just, like, get it in my head. But Peter sees into this. 
And he says that the really interesting part of his, the property was yours to sell or not to sell as you wished. So he's not annoyed that they kept back some. He's like, you could have kept all the money. You didn't need to give us any of the money. It was yours. You could do what you want. But why would you give us part and lie about it? That's what, that's what the thing is here. It's not about the fact that they've done something major. It's just that little bit. It's like, well, actually, you didn't need to say anything. You could have just given us a gift. But you've actually deliberately skewed it slightly. And I think in my Christian life, I've probably done that from some, at some point. I think we probably all could say that we've done that. You just, maybe um, someone once uh, used the phrase, gild the lily. Just give it that little polish to make it seem just like a little bit better than it actually was. And I'll take the blame for all of us. But um, yeah, like we, we can all just get in that place, right? And I just think that what he's saying here is just like, why did you do that? It's just such a silly thing to do. Just, just tell us the truth. We're family. It's so much easier if we can just speak honestly to one another, isn't it? Like David taking tonight off, I think that's a really good thing. And not just in the way that it sounds. But actually, if you're at all unwell, just, just lock yourself down. Like, why would you not? Do you know? Don't, don't try and cut corners. Like one of my friends last week was like, I've got a bit of a cold, but I'll come round. I was like, do not dare. Stay away. Like, why would you risk it? It's just not worth it. So why are you risking this? You could, you could have just said nothing. You could have just sold your land and moved on. And it's the fact that he lied to God. Like if you're going to lie to anybody, it's not, the, the knower of all things is not the person to lie to, is it? <laughs> it's like, you know, you might be able to pull one over your three-year-old daughter about the time so you don't have to give her a snack. But I'm not going to be able to do the same to my wife. I'm definitely not going to be able to do the same to God. And as soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Oh. <laughs> and acts as the cheery book with lots of good news, right? You're like, oh. And everybody who heard it about it was terrified. Like, I don't know how you should. I'm pretty terrified. I'm sitting there going like that. So literally Peter went, you shouldn't have done that. That was naughty. Like, um... Is Peter looking at me now? I'm just going to leave. Like, I'd be afraid. I'd be running out of the place. Then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. We've got to do something, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, we have three hours in totality of Jesus' teaching. If you put all the speaking of Jesus together, you get about three hours. But we do have this line about some young men burying people. Useful. Um, but... You just kind of think, oh, well, what are you going to do? You just got to move on, right? But I, I just, it staggers me something. Anyway, about three hours later, his wife came in not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, was this the price you and your husband received for your land? Yes, she replied, that was the price. And Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door and they'll carry you out too. Like what she just walked into. You know, she had the opportunity to turn around and go, well, actually. But she never. She's lied again. And as we can see, instantly she fell to the floor and died. When the young man came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what happened. Nay wonder. <laughs> like... 
People are dying for just telling, like for, for a wee indiscretion, right? Is that how we would say it? Would we say it was a wee indiscretion? Yeah? Yeah? Maybe, maybe we tie you slightly differently. Yeah. Drop dead. I'm like, see when I read passages like that, I am like, what? I, I literally can't find the framework. Does anybody else do that? And then normally what I do is just move on. Yeah. Oh, that's awkward. Ah, a gospel. Like, you know, like, that's, that's what I do. But like, when you get told that that's what you need, you need to really wrestle with it. And I've been wrestling with this for weeks. I'm just like, I can't like, how can I deal with this? How can I find a framework for it? And when we're thinking about the amount of people that are dying in the world right now, and whether it's through corona or suicide, or, you know, um, one of our family friends died this morning after a battle with cancer. My uncle died a couple of weeks ago. Like, there are people dying all the time. And actually, are those people really giving everything they've got to God? And not, not from a fear point of view, but just actually, are we really giving everything we've got? Like, are we sitting here tonight giving our best? As one another, can we literally look around at each other and say to the person next to us, I am doing the best I can do for the kingdom of God right now? Because actually, that's what I think this is about. I get the impression that these were not bad people. Because people seem to know who they were, right? That they've got this one part of their, their being that doesn't just sit right. And that one part of their being that doesn't sit right is enough to get them killed. I've got a lot of parts of my being that aren't right with God. I've got a long way to go. And I'm pretty sure all of us could feel the same way, right? And every day we've got to take those steps. But I don't think it's about being fearful. I don't think it's about being scared of being killed. I think the fear for me is, what does it say to the people around us? What does it say to these young men? Because actually, we don't know if these young men were Christians or not. But if they've just had to carry out somebody who claimed to be a Christian and dig a hole for them because they weren't being honest, that's not a great message for the kingdom, is it? That's not a hope-filled message. It's not, right? I just think, what would it look like if we could be the hope-filled message all the time? And actually, it might not be financially. Like, you know, one of my, one of my great friends is... Uh, is just a bit of a lunatic when it comes to praying for people. Like, he just loves praying for people. Like, just now when people are in lockdown, it's going to be the greatest moments of his life. Because he's literally got an excuse for two weeks to parade around his house praying for people. I just think that's beautiful. Like, that's who he is, do you know? And he's like, oh, I'm going to self-isolate. And, like, I am going on a mission to pray. And I'm like, it's beautiful, man. Like, you're crazy. He's not got any money. Because all he does is pray. Like, he would rather have a zero-hour job that just pays the bills so that he can spend more time praying. Now, that is a guy that's totally out there for God. I love that. That's the type of person I want to be. But actually, it's not about finance for him. It's about saying, this is what I have, and I'm giving you it all. I'll give you every part of my being. And I try to live that way. I think we all do, don't we? But if we really stop to evaluate, and actually, this... 
corona thing has made a lot of people stop to evaluate, and not just Christians. But I think there is going to be a resurgence across people coming back to ask the biggest questions of life in the next little while. Because this has affected people in a totally radical way. Like, there were people fighting in a supermarket the other day. Now, in Glasgow, that's not unsurprising. But for toilet roll, that's crazy. That's mad. What has happened in the world when that's happening? It just blows my mind. And I think, as Christians, we have an opportunity right now to change our narrative. To change it being a people of, that are in fear of all this stuff, but be a people of hope. To be a people that are just saying, actually, there's so much more to life than what you know. There's so much more to this. There's so much more to the corona thing. There's so much more to suicide. There's so much more to the deaths that happen around the world. So I'm just going to share three quick stories from three things that we've been involved in this year that are supposed to encourage you. Because I get the impression you feel like I've just given you a bit of a kicking. So um, that wasn't my intention. My intention is to say, actually, we're all in this together and we can all think about this differently. And now, now's a great time because people need help more than they've ever done before. Neighbours are going to start talking. Have you seen the video from Italy with everybody singing in the street? Oh, come on. What does it look like to have a hazmat street party? Do you know? Like, wouldn't that be great? What would it look like to just be able to just speak into the lives of people around us, our, our neighbours, people that have never seen in church before? What does it look like to be hope in that place? So last um, year, we, we went around um, and did this thing called Alpha Youth Pioneer. And uh, we trained up some young people to share their faith with their friends. We're talking about like 13, 14, 15-year-olds, right? And... Uh, they're running Alpha in schools, coffee shops. There's one run, there was one run at a Laser Quest. I went along. Turns out Laser Quest is quite hard work. I don't know if anybody's been, um, but I'm quite a large gentleman, and they move fast. Um, and I don't. And then I had to do the talk afterwards. And I'm like, Sarah, Jesus really loves you guys. Like, I was so out of breath. Uh, yeah, I need to get back to the gym. Anyway, um, but they are giving it all that they have from a place of fear. Because how difficult is it for them to ask their friends? Imagine being a teenager today in a totally secularized school where God's never even spoken about and you know the minute you mention it, you're going to get grief. That's what these guys are doing. And one of them messaged me today. His name's Freddie. He stays in Abernethy, right? Hardly a metropolis. And he's like, I've got this great idea, Des. I'm thinking about doing Alpha on Zoom with my mates over the next couple of weeks because we're going to be locked in the house. I said, Freddie, that's a great idea. How can I help you? He's like, I don't really know how to do it. I was like, great. So we talked it through and he's worked out. Isn't that exciting? He's actually being a person of hope in this place saying, hey guys, you've got a couple of weeks. Why don't we watch this box set together and just have a chat and we'll do it online. Never even need to leave the house. Do it in your pants if you want. Freddie's lied, not mine. I would just like to point out. But isn't that exciting? I love that. We, uh, we've been doing this thing where we're travelling around in November and we were, um, 
we, I got it in my, God gave me a picture last year of a harbour and a beautiful boat with Alpha written on it. And I could pick up this boat because I am so mighty, massive and strong. It's a dream, right? Just work with it. So I picked up this boat and I could show everyone my beautiful boat called Alpha. But actually, what about all the other boats in the harbour? I couldn't do that. And then God showed me when the tide, tide rose. I don't know why I did it in that voice. Maybe because I'm in a theatre. But as the water level rose, all the boats picked up. And I was like, oh, that blows my mind. Like, how could we raise each other's water level? So what does it look like for me to share the good news that's happening here on Alpha? What's it look like to tell the stories of Kinloch Bervie? Kinloch Bervie has 450, 450 people in it. And they ran Alpha last year and got 14 guests. Do you know, percentage-wise, that's better than anywhere else on the globe. Isn't that amazing? So good. You've got to take your wins sometimes. But actually, they're operating in a place of fear. They're taking the step to say, actually, everyone in this town knows me. And there was somebody said to me, the hardest thing for me was parking my car outside church because people knew I was there. Ooh, that sticks, doesn't it? When you're inspired. Like, I drove into town and people knew who I was. Like, I literally drove in and went to the spar and then we went, ah, you'll be the boy from Glasgow that's coming to speak tonight. I was like, yes. Des, isn't it? I was like, yes. Like, slightly waiting to get kidnapped. Do you know? But actually, that's the type of place where, like, it's hard. It's hard to share these things. And uh, they're, they're doing that. And as we were on this tour, we were just saying, what would it look like to invite people? What would it look like to make this year a year of invitation and then tell good news stories? Now, that's, this corona thing's really upset this plan, right? Because how do you invite people? You can't really say, do you want to go for a coffee? I'll see you in two days. I need to get suited up first. Like, you can't do that. You can't invite people into your houses easily, can you? You can't invite them to church. You can't invite them to social gatherings. So where's our points invitation? We can pick up the phone, can't we? We can go on FaceTime. We can invite people around for a virtual coffee. Because if everybody's just sitting at home, what are you going to do? There's only so much on Netflix. You don't have Netflix. There's nothing on Netflix, you're right, yeah, yeah, true. But what would it look like for us just to think differently in this place? What would it look like for us to put down the fear of the corona and pick up this idea that actually, what about these people knowing God and what about me giving it all? Me putting myself out there. And then we've had loads of people running Alpha and they're doing this thing called Alpha Everywhere. Already in Singapore, these guys are pioneering using Alpha on Zoom because they're like, hey, people are at home for two weeks, kind of like Freddie, let's do something about it. But actually, the thing for me with this is that I, I live this stuff, like I run Alpha. Like, I love this. I love getting to talk to people about Jesus. And actually, one of the greatest alphas I've ever run, 100% of people on this alpha came to faith. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, it was one guy. Um, and he was my neighbour. But um, last year, we got chatting, and uh, his name's Luke. He's a lovely guy. And uh, he, um, he said, oh, I'm a scientist. I can't believe in God. And I was like, oh, really? That's quite interesting. I was like, I've never been a Christian scientist. He's like, oh, is that right? I was like, no, we invented science. 
And he said, really? I was like, yeah, yeah. And I showed him the, I showed him the um, uh, Francis Collins from the first episode of Alpha, who's the guy who mapped the human genome. Really exciting. And he, and he watched it. He said, oh, it's cool. Like, it's really, really good. He said, is there more of that? I was like, yeah, it's kind of like a box set. Do you know? <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, right, okay. And uh, so on a Monday night, Luke came around. We had a couple of beers together. And uh, we watched Alpha. And he became a Christian. Isn't that exciting? That's literally my neighbour. Now, I'm not saying Luke's perfect, but he's making strides. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but we can all do this. We can all make little inroads somewhere. There'll be people around you right now who need our help and need all of us. Not just the little bit and not the little bit of fear that's going to hold us back from going round. What would it look like for us to go home, find some toilet roll, and go around all our neighbours and go, have you got toilet roll? Because I do. I don't need the 64 rolls. Here's one. <laughs> what would that look like? What would it look like for us to say, right, we're going to go to the supermarket and we're going to stockpile all the pasta and give it away? What would that look like? Would these not be messages of hope in this darkness? What would it look like for us just to put everything else down and say, what's the most important thing here? Because it's always Jesus Christ, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's Sunday, you have to say that, you know. Um, I'm going to stop talking because I really think God wants to... Um, just do some stuff. Is that okay? Yeah. I don't know if you normally do ministry time or whatever you call it, but um, just as I was coming over, I was just um, I was just praying, and uh, I really felt there's like a couple of things that God wants to do, and um, I think it's probably best that we don't lay hands on each other. As much as I believe God heals today, let's not add to His problems. There's a lot going on right now, um, so if if it just affects you, just like let's just pray for it where we are we're at. God doesn't need us because it's him that's doing the work anyway, right? So I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and uh, we'll just see what happens, all right? And so uh, Holy Spirit, we just say come. Come in abundance here tonight. So as I was coming over tonight, I think there was, there was two things that God really pressed into my heart. One is that knowing that I was going to be talking about this, I think there are a couple of people who just need some forgiveness about things they feel that they've held back from God. And they feel like Anais and Sapphira. They feel like they're in that place of, I've held some stuff back. So I just really encourage you just to hand that over to God now. Because as we do that, I think there'll be forgiveness released. I also think that there's uh, some people who, just as I was talking and sharing a little bit about some of that stuff, are just thinking that's really good for other people, that's not great for me. But I just really encourage you, see if that's you, just to, just to ask God for help. 
Because actually, I'm the world's worst evangelist, but I lead Alpha. And God makes all that happen. So I just really encourage you just to ask for help in this place right now. And this might be a random one, but I've got a sore shoulder, like a left shoulder. Like, I don't know if anybody else... Has anybody got a sore left shoulder? Cool. I'd love to pray for you later. Is that okay? Awesome. Cool. So I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit just to minister into those things. I'm just going to pray over us now. Is that all right? Yeah. yeah. So Lord, I just, um, I just ask that you just release that forgiveness. As, as some of us, me included, need to just ask for forgiveness for the stuff that we've held back from you. And I just lay that at your feet right now. We just want to be more like you day by day, Lord. We just want our, our inadequacy to be filled up by your grace. And I just ask for that forgiveness just to wash over us now. Yeah, Lord, and uh, I also just pray for anyone who just feels that um, this isn't for them or they don't know how. That as they stand there with our hands open, just waiting, that we, we would just say, could you just give us what we need? Show us how we can be salt and light in this place. Remind us how we can be full of joy. I, in fact, God, I just ask that you remind us what it was like when we were first saved and we didn't have a care in the world. And that you take us back to that place right now. You take us back to that place daily. So that as we step out, we step out with light and fire. Amen. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for listening to my drivelings. And I will catch you later and pray for you.